Hello, we are the Young Professional Insurance Agents of Indiana. It is our goal to bring young agents from around the state together to advance the industry through training, mentoring, and networking. The YPIA has created a new platform for our members and agents to learn as well as connect and highlight the amazing people that you should know. Hello and welcome to the Young Professional Insurance Agents of Indiana podcast. I'm Joel Dunham from Ovation Insurance in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And with me today is Sue Traxler from Traxler Insurance, also here in Fort Wayne. Sue, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for meeting with me. We've both got a lot going on. We got the convention coming up here next month. I think we're both pretty excited about that. Sue is actually the president of the PIA right now. Um, Yeah, Sue, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? What's your backstory? How'd you end up here? Give us the details. Well, it's a, I don't know if it's a little bit different story or not, but um, in 2001, I got a call from my husband's cousin who owned an insurance agency in Leo, Indiana, and she needed a full-time CSR. And my youngest son was just starting first grade. So I thought, well, why not give it a try for a little bit? I honestly did not think I would last a week. I thought insurance, you got to be kidding me. So um, I was very surprised within a week or two to find out it's very interesting, at least it is to me. So I got licensed uh, that same year and uh, worked there for about 10 years before I got a really good offer from Farmers Insurance Group to train some agents. And I did that, uh, I think, until 2012. And... 2011, 2012. And in 2013, um, I decided I wanted to go back to the independent world. So I got a job with Indiana Farmers Mutual as a property adjuster. And uh, in uh, 2013, March of 2013, I decided I missed the thrill of the sale and started my own scratch agency, which soon led to me purchasing uh, an agency in Sheribusco in 2014. Awesome. I never knew that about uh, you being an adjuster. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know too many agents who have actually done that, kind of gone back and forth, but that uh, that probably adds a pretty unique uh, viewpoint for you having been on both sides. Definitely. So um, since then, since you've come into the industry and, and since, well, especially since you've taken over the agency, you know, what changes have you seen that have really stuck out to you? Uh, The main thing since I started in the industry anyway is computers. Uh, When I started in the agency, it was paper apps that we faxed to the company. We did not run any underwriting reports at all. No MVRs, nothing. Um, And we used a great big three to five inch book to calculate each individual thing. So, you know, rating somebody could easily take half hour, 45 minutes, depending upon how many cars they had, how many drivers, that kind of a thing. So that definitely um, changed it. And then the frontline underwriting that we now do that we never did before. So that's, those are the two main things that I think have changed in the last 20 plus years. Interesting. Do you have a preference on uh, whether you preferred doing the paper apps or whether you Oh, I'm a tech geek. I love computers. Definitely love getting online. I want it all online. And 
get it, get it fast. Well, then I think you're in the right industry because we are definitely barreling forward there. Yes. Uh, so does your agency or do you sp- uh, focus specifically on uh, any niches or personal lines, commercial lines? We are primarily personal lines, but we try to make everything more well-rounded, um, particularly focusing on life insurance. Um but for the most part, we just try and keep our accounts well-rounded. Makes sense. And what do you enjoy most about what you do? Well, with insurance, almost every day, there's something new. There's something to learn, a new way to do things, or an old question has just never come up before. So that's what I like. There's just always something new. It's never boring. That is very true. <laughs> so do you have any mentors that have kind of helped you along this? I journey? do actually. Um, the, I started at Worman Lightfoot in Leo. I mentioned that before Richard Worman, um, who was a state Senator wrote a lot of the insurance laws, all that kind of stuff started the agency and his daughter, Terry Joe bought it. So Worman Lightfoot and just through the 10 years that I worked with them, Um, I learned, you know, watching them deal with both the clients and the employees, and that laid the foundation for me as an agency owner on how to deal with my clients and my employees, just the way you just, you know, the main thing is service them. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't know the answer um, off the top of your head, you just, and you tell them, you know, that's a great question. I don't know. And then you find out and get back with them. Yeah. So that's, th- those are some of the main things that I learned from them. Do you still uh, stay in touch with them at all or? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Um, and how have they uh, influenced the decisions that you've made thus far, you know, aside from uh, client relations and, and, uh, and so forth? Well, mostly keeping calm in <laughs> somewhat treacherous territory sometimes. Um, I just, one thing that springs to mind is when, uh, when I was in Leo, we had a client come in and he wanted copies of his previous insurance and it'd been way over eight years. And we're still talking room full of filing cabinets because there was no management systems and we didn't know the name and Dick Worman walks in the door. And as he's walking in the door, we're like, well, why, where's your insurance been for the last 80 years? And he's like, well, I was in prison for murder. Well, the other lady and I took a step back and our eyes got really big and Dick Worman was walking through the door. He put his hand around the guy or his arm right around the guy's shoulders and said, well, let me help you with that. And he just kind of walked him back around and told him, you know, that's too long. And just was so sweet to the guy, made him feel completely comfortable and walked him out the door. Wow. That, that's Very awesome. impressive to me. Yeah, that is, uh, I'm going to remember that one. That was, that's, uh, that's a good. Yeah. Good, I'm going to uh, never forget that. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, changing gears, if you had 10 times the budget you have now, what would you spend it on? Um, you know, I've been thinking about that a while. And the first thing, honestly, the first thing would be a raise for my employees. Um, because I think they deserve it. 
And the way the world is going, I want to make sure I keep my good people, mm-hmm. um, better benefits. I want to offer them health care. And uh, then thirdly would be advertising. I would do some more advertising. Than, I do a lot of advertising, but I would do more. Any uh, specific types of advertising you're you're looking at now? Because I'm, I mean, me being honest, I'm I'm trying to figure that out right now. Because there's some that I'm I'm liking, some that's completely changed in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. It's not working so well. Anything? My uh, most successful marketing, honestly, was having my car wrapped. Um, really? That was my yeah. That's my that's honestly my the best return on investment. But I liked, I did have pretty good return when I did some digital marketing at the theaters, but with COVID, the theaters haven't really come back. So I'm waiting to do that again. I did a little bit on the grocery carts that had a little bit of return on investment, but I think for the most part right now, anyway, I would say it's going to be social media. Okay. Are you seeing, um, like, are you running anything on that right now that, uh, that's where I, I have not had the success on social media, just being honest that I would have liked to have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, We've seen some success. It's, it's interesting because we get more success and more response when I post pictures of my dog hmm. or my cat and we get business from that than I do from posting anything at all about insurance. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you run like paid ads behind that or just uh, organic? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's interesting. That's good to know. Um, but yeah, we've just not, we've not seen, I, I know the game has really changed there in the past, uh, I'd say three to five years. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you're seeing something that's working, that's terrific. Um, so what is something that everybody, or at least a lot of people, in the insurance industry are doing that you wish they would stop doing? Selling on price. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Um, so obviously, you know, the, the response of what they should do instead would be to sell on, on coverage, but anything, uh, anything specific in that realm or anything that, uh, that makes a lot of sense to you that you kind of wish as an industry to make us all look better. You wish they would do. Yes. Education. You're educating your clients. Um, That way they can make an informed decision that fits them the best. So don't just, you know, say, here's your coverages, explain to them why you want to go from 100, 300 bodily injury to 250, 500, or, why they want to up their med pay or their uninsured motorist or why they need an umbrella, actually explain it out to them and then they can make that decision. Yeah. Do you, um, when you present a new quote like that, do you typically, you know, lay out everything in front of them? Because my thing is I, I see, uh, I do a quote and I see the situation and, uh, you know, then I have to decide, okay, do I want to present all of this together? Do I want to do bits and pieces since, you know, maybe, maybe this particular client, you know, they're on the state minimum. So maybe we kind of do a step up program. You know, what, uh, what have you seen that works well for you in personal lines? Um, honestly, I start with base, I, I, regardless of where they currently have coverage, I start with 250, 500. Um, 
because I find that in most situations, it's not that big of a price jump. And I can typically explain and, and educate them to where they decide that that is the best price point for them. They're getting more bang for the buck. Um, they might be spending more money, but they're getting more. So I start that way. Um, I don't think I really answered your question though. <laughs> no, I, I, that makes sense. Um, do you, um, do you have any specific claim examples that you sometimes use? Like, uh, when you're presenting this stuff? Oh yeah. I have a laminate sheet that I use, um, which they used at farmers, but, um, it shows, you know, if you have an auto claim, you know, and you have state minimum, you know, and, and, and the claim per person is a hundred thousand, where's that difference coming from? And I, you know, have one of those erasable markers, you know, and, and have them fill that out just to show them how much risk they are taking on when they have those low limits. And, and then, you know, just to show them, you know, they're like, oh, well, I only had, a, you know, 100000 on liability on my home. And I'll be like, yeah, but it's only $5 more to get 500000 So, you know, for five bucks, almost everybody's like, yep, I'm going to do it. So I present the whole, basically a fully loaded policy. And then if they want me to take it off, I take it off. But I don't pre-decide beforehand that just because they're at state minimum now that that's what they're going to accept. I always present a fully loaded and then take back and go back if that's what they want. And then I make them sign. And a lot of people, if you make them sign something saying they want lower coverage, they won't do it. And they take the higher coverage. As soon as you want them to sign, they don't want to do that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's great advice. Um, do you have any uh, last pieces of advice before we before we wrap up here that you'd like to leave for younger agents that maybe just are getting into the industry or figuring things out that might be listening to this podcast? Yeah, just a couple of things. Number one, don't skimp on your CE education. It is worth it to go to the PIA convention, do the PIA CEs either through convention or through some of the other classes that we offer. And this is truly the way I feel. It's not just a pitch for PIA. Um, I have done classes, the freebies and which aren't bad there. You don't, you just don't get your bang for your buck like you do with the PIA. Um, and a lot of the stuff I've learned has created my processes and things. And honestly, it's saved me from an ENO claim in the, in the past because of things I've learned at through the PIA and through my education. It's not just something you got to get your CEs, get the number of CEs you need. No, it's, this is very important. Do as much as you can. I have never had the minimum CEs. I always have way more than what I need. And I think it's invaluable. Um, and then I honestly think this is very important. Take at least a week and probably longer, but shadow an adjuster, a property adjuster. And it will make you a much, much better agent. I guarantee, and you'll treat your adjusters a lot better too, um, but you will learn so much. If there was a way to do it, that you should do it. And then just the follow through, make procedures, make processes and stick to it. The follow through is the main thing. You're not gonna ever get that sale if you don't follow through and call that person back or send them that email. I had never even thought about shadowing an adjuster. I'm going to write that down. That's, that's something I want to look into, you know, especially for um, my staff that handles most of the claims. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. 
Um, let's see. Well, Sue, I mean, that's really all I, all I had for today. Uh, so thanks for taking the time. Um, thank you. I think, uh, you know, much like we just talked about, I think our listeners are going to benefit greatly from your shared wisdom here. Um, any final words uh, you want to add here as we wrap up, maybe anything about the convention that we need to, to talk about or just that I'm very, very much looking forward to being there, seeing everyone, all the networking and just back into the atmosphere of the convention. It's awesome. And if you haven't gone, you need to go. It's great. Yeah, I would second that. It, it, it wasn't until I went to the convention a few years ago that, uh, that I started to get involved here and make, uh, made some great connections across the state. Uh, we really do have a phenomenal um, convention after, after visiting a few others and seeing what it's like. Uh, there's, there's something special about ours. So I'm really looking forward to it too. So, uh, oh yeah. Nope. I just hundred percent agree with what you said. Okay. (laughs) Well, other than that, uh, thanks Sue. And with that, we'll go ahead and sign off. Uh, if you've liked what you've heard here, check out our other episodes on the channel, uh, different hosts from across the state of Indiana, different conversations, different topics, all valuable information. With that, I'm Joel Dunham, and this has been the Young Professional Insurance Agents of Indiana Podcast.